0: Hi, I'm Tim Evans, one half of the Super Podcast Bros Retro Gaming Show. When you get done listening to George and Greg, why not head over to superpodcastbros.com and give us a listen for some more retro gaming goodness. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or at facebook.com slash superpodcastbrothers. And remember to stay classic.
1: Better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power. Super power.
0: You're the king, I tell you! I tell you you're the king! Only for Super NES. Only for Super NES.
2: You're listening to the
0: SNES podcast with your hosts... Soul Blazer and George.
2: Hello everybody, welcome to the Super NES Podcast, episode number 80 for your listening pleasure. Uh, coming at you from Providence, Rhode Island, this is one of your regular hosts, Greg, and I'm joined by my other regular host, coming for you from Long Island, New York, George.
1: I'm, I'm hiding in a bunker right now. <laughs> it's a concrete bunker. I don't know how I got internet, but I, I'm here. <laughs>
2: May not be a bad idea to be down there right now with everything going on <laughs> in the world, so
1: <laughs> I know, right?
2: Uh, and and as we teased last time, we were joined by another special guest host like, guest, guest host guest host like this episode, coming to you from the wilds of Minnesota. Um uh special guest host, why don't you introduce yourself?
0: My name is Tim. Uh from the Super Podcast Bros podcast.
2: Yes, yeah, great See, podcast.
1: Greg, Greg was was worrying that he'd call him Tom again. No, I oh.
0: no, I. Was just, I'll, I'll answer I just, to
1: it. It's fine.
2: No, I, no, I. just figured. It, I just figured it's like it's more polite for the guest host to introduce himself. That's all. But, but uh, yeah. Um, yes, Tim is Tim is one half of the duo that does the great podcast. What the, the, the great podcast? The podcast, podcast, the super podcast brothers, which I highly recommend you listen to if you're not already. Uh, they just really like wonderful stuff. Um, as I was telling, um as I turned Tim uh, off Mike, I, I, I found his podcast because of the whole Coleco Chameleon fiasco, of, like about a year and a half ago. So, uh, and Murray got
0: hooked to it. It's so a great podcast. I think that's how all twelve people who listen to the show have found it.
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, you guys told me about it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to listen from episode one."
2: Yeah. Speaking of
0: which, shout out, mom! How you doing? I know you listen <laughs> to everything I do.
2: <laughs> yes, we were supposed to be joined by his co-host Andy in this episode, but Andy had a couple of real life commitments come up, so like he wasn't able to make it, unfortunately. A uh, shame. We're hoping, we're hoping to open, have both of them, both of them here in the future, in the future for one of our later podcasts, either th- 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 like in this show, like or in the, uh, like in PlayStation One, so. But uh, uh, but Tim, you are the one who's you are the one who picked the game we're covering this podcast tonight, right? I am. Okay. It's a game and I have a lot of
0: affinity for. Yes. It is uh, SquareSoft's Live Alive or Live a Live or Live Alive. I don't know how it's pronounced, but for the sake of for the sake of uh, unity, we will refer to it as Live a Live.
1: Okay. Um, I was going to call it LAL.
0: LAL LAL LALS. Loud. Oh no, oh,
1: uh, no. Abort. <laughs> uh,
0: I've I've always referred to it as live alive, but I don't know why. There's no reason for it.
1: I mean, uh, you, yeah, I mean, it's, I, mean <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if I could find anything online lo- online how to. Uh, I have no pronounce clue. The that name be, of this game. Yeah, so. I couldn't find
2: anything either. It's kind of like you know, like do you prefer saying Gradius or Gradius or do you prefer saying like you know like Galaga or uh, you know Galaga, like a. Or whatever, but you know, it's one of those things just like Orgeligo. You know, of- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, so we, we talked
1: about this originally on like Facebook. So when I saw the name, I was like, Live a Live. Okay, sure. That, yeah, that's the name it's, now.
0: It's, it's stylized as the word live, uppercase A and then live with an uppercase L as well, so it's yes. impossible to tell. And the only way that anyone would be able to tell, given the age of the game, is if there was some sort of TV spot, mm-hmm. of which right. I could not find. So The only
2: hint that the game gives, I think, that the words are pronounced the same, is that what, is screen. Uh, um, uh, the, the, the words printed twice. The first the first word is normal, and the second word is reversed. So oh, yeah, maybe. So I think it kind of suggests to me that hmm. maybe it's you Napes know, pronounced the same, but, yeah, but anyway, like whatever. So, <laughs> uh, yes, this is Japanese-only game. This is the third Japanese-only game. Um, covered here on this podcast. Uh, incidentally, all incidentally, all three of those have been all, all three of those games have been RPGs. Go figure. But wait a second,
1: um, if you flip the name backwards, it's evil. Uh, evil. Oh no.
0: Oh. <laughs> so it's that, a it's a subtle hint. That explains <laughs> a
2: lot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so Tim, I know you talked a little bit about this like in your own podcast, but for the benefit of those listeners like this one, do you mind telling us a little bit about your history of the Super NES and some of your favorite games to the
1: system?
0: Uh, well, the Super Nintendo is my favorite home console. Uh, it, it's not. It's my as far as like plugging into the television console, it is by far my favorite console. Uh, I I got it a little bit late in the game. Uh, I got it a, about Christmas of nineteen ninety five. Uh, hmm, okay. Um, but I immediately fell in love with it. I was already in love with it before I had it cause I had friends who had it right uh, but my I had I sold my game gear to a schoolmate of mine uh, and took that money and then also sold a couple of Nintendo games to uh, Funco Land. I don't know if you guys had that in... Oh, reality. yeah. Oh, I yeah. remember Funco Land like, quite mm-hmm. well. The, the, the precursor to GameStop. Uh, and bought the Super Nintendo, and I had enough money left over for one game, and I got Star Fox. Mm. And then a couple of weeks later, my best friend from Florida came to visit, and he bought me for Christmas Chrono Trigger.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, uh, great game. A great it was present
0: a p- it was over from there. We we spent the whole <laughs> the whole time he was visiting me. We spent the whole time like staying up late, drinking Mountain Dew, playing Chrono Trigger. It was the best.
1: That's how you spend your time. Yep. That's, so well, yeah, uh, uh, super,
0: I have a I have a lot of fun, a lot of fond memories for the Super Nintendo. And being a huge RPG fa- JRPG fan that I am, uh, it's just a, a playground for JRPGs. Oh, There's yeah, so yeah. many, yeah, so many, and so many classics.
2: Right. Yeah. The RPG. Yeah, yeah, Super NES is definitely well known, like its RPGs. Um, right. So, ninety-five, uh, um, uh, they had the they had the, they had the Super NES mini out at, at that point. I think. Did you get a mini? Did you?
0: No, I got the original because I I bought a, a pre-owned one.
2: Oh, okay, all right, yeah. Was yours in good shape or the just in good shape? Like the shell, for the show already, type in the discard yellow.
0: Oh no, it wasn't yellow. Uh, I had it for a very long time and it never yellowed. Oh, so it was wow, one of the later out. models. Yeah, yeah well, it must have been
1: Yeah. But, um, earlier models do that and then the later ones are, I have, oh, yeah, or just in line like that. yellowed by like, Yeah. I have one I have that's yellow. That, I have
0: one yeah. that's yellowed and it's very heavy. It feels heavier. <laughs> and then uh, then the one that I use that I play on is one of the newer ones with the plastic that doesn't yellow, and it's a lot lighter. And I opened it up to clean it, and when I opened both of them up to clean it, I noticed that there was some sort of heavy plate over the top of one part of it on the yellowing one. I don't know what it was for, but hmm. it was there. <coughs>
1: Maybe something and about this is the original model, the like snow. another
0: mini. Just- uh, the original, the original ones that yellowed, the earlier ones.
2: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's strange. Huh? I, have
1: one, uh, I have the one. I have the newer one that the, that didn't yellow. Mm, Thank God.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. How how old are both of you guys?
2: <laughs> there's a there's a there's a big <laughs> difference between the two of us here.
1: <laughs> Greg, why don't you go first?
0: I'm 41.
1: Oh, that's okay, right, and then that's I. Right. I
0: I know George is very young, right? Yeah. Twenty-three. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm smack George- dab in the middle of you guys then. Yeah.
1: Mm, what a sandwich. Yeah, but
0: you said
2: you're 35, right? You said you're 35. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, the Super NES is my second favorite system. The NES is my favorite. And, the only re- you know, primarily the only reason the NES is my favorite, like, like just because of the fact that I was older. Um, so, like, you know, that's for, uh, that system I had, like, as a kid. So, like, you know, that's the one I kind of, you know... Uh, I had uh, um, uh, I had 2600 as a very very young kid when I was like you know five six years old. But I don't but but memories of playing that are pretty fragmented. Whereas the NES I got when I was like eleven, so I have like very strong memories of uh, strong memories of the system. Super NES versus the first system I ever bought like my own money. Um, I, I paid I paid 180 dollars for the system for Christmas '91 and, and then plunked down an additional 70 dollars for Final Fantasy two. and didn't very record, nice. like, one bit. So no,
0: of course not. No, yeah. I I'm the same. I have much uh, much more fond nostalgic memories of the NES cuz that was my first video game console that I actually was just my own and I played the heck out of it and I I still I know more about the NES than I do about the SNES but just because of the RPG memories right. I I the NES just bumps just a little higher. Right.
1: My history well. with games is weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> I- yeah, because
2: George's age, like the PlayStation, the PlayStation, like was his like kiddie system. So, but well, they, I uh, mean, even before that, because
1: r- well, yeah. my parents were young enough to get a NES and a Genesis. So, when I was a kid, that's what I played was NES and Genesis for a while until we did get a PlayStation. S- not, I don't want to say late, but like somewhere around maybe mid of its life, right. So,
2: whereas to me, the PlayStation, the PlayStation, like was like a college to a college system
1: for right system, the play- so, the playstation they- 2 was like my big childhood console yeah.
0: for me the playstation was my high school system i got it <laughs> when uh i got it for when uh final fantasy 7 came out that was oh one.
2: yeah of course I yep.
1: actually I recently know, got a too. copy of
0: that thank god my mother bless her heart she got me the playstation it wasn't my birthday it wasn't christmas she just <laughs> got, she just got it for me she
1: just felt like it
0: yeah, exactly. That's and awesome. we're not—we were not rich. We—we yeah. we were not like we did not have money to throw around. But she knew I really wanted to play Final Fantasy VII, and I came home from school one day, and there's a PlayStation in my bedroom, and I was like, just over the moon.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we'll definitely have to have you on PlayStation Power, like at some point, like about like oh, yeah. one of those games on there, or so because for that, sure, there's yeah, a, yeah, lot I a lot of games I'm sure
1: Tim would want to yeah. come on for.
2: Yep, like wrestling because both
0: of you are wrestling fans Andy much more than, than I yeah. I'm much more of a Jake the Snake uh, Hulk Hogan era wrestling mm. fan and yeah. he was much more of the renaissance late 90's uh, wrestling fan well so. you can
1: still talk about um, I think it's called Legends of Wrestling that'd be up for oh, yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, yeah Sgt. Yeah. Slaughter <laughs> Actually, yeah, there's two of that. those games too What's
0: Sargon slaughter in Legends of Wrestling? I can't remember. Uh,
1: he might have been <laughs> in one of them. I know he's in GI them. Joe. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's two of those games. He might be in one of them. Um, I can't, I, I can't play my first copy because it's it's cracked or whatever, and uh, hmm. so I played the second one and I don't remember him being in that one. But uh, hmm. Legends of Wrestling isn't too bad.
2: Well, we have covered wrestling game on this podcast, like already in the past, like the old school one.
1: What game was that?
2: Uh, WWF.
1: Oh, that's right. That was uh, my choice. We did, yeah. uh, oh, God. Uh, Royal Rumble, I think it was.
2: Yeah, nice. I, I don't remember what the subtitle. Like that one was, I uh, <laughs> like it was called, but uh, um, yeah, at the time, pretty. T- I have to it kind of came out like pretty like good game. Well, oh, uh, I mean it's, um,
1: it's better than a lot a lot of the uh, NES wrestling games. So true. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh gosh, better than <laughs>
0: Ring King for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: well, well. A well, A, I have some affection for affection for affection like Ring King, and for B that and for B that was actually a boxing game, so it doesn't really count. That's but, true. Uh,
0: I forgot about that.
2: Uh, but the old Nintendo wrestling game, for the NES, is very very good. I still like that game a lot.
1: I don't oh, really yeah. like it.
2: Yeah,
0: for the time it was great.
2: But speaking about other games, uh, Tim, outside of the RPG library, what are those Super NES games that you really like love? Oh wow! Uh, <laughs>
0: which ones don't I love? <laughs> I, I'm a big, I'm a, a big fan of the uh, the first party games. Pretty much all <clears throat> of them. I mean, of, of course, Super yeah. Mario, Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island. Uh, not so much the puzzle games like Tetris Attacks. I do like Tetris Attacks. But Attack, do you but...
1: like Yoshi's Safari?
0: Uh, I I liked your guys' show on it, episode uh, (laughs) 79. That was good. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Not a big fan of the game itself, but that's just me. Uh, I also really like the Mega Man X series, the three that were on there, Uh, and Mega Man 7. I'm a big Mega Man fan. Uh, uh, What else is there? The the beat-em-ups, of course. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Love that game. Oh, yeah. Same here. Uh, uh, Knights of the Round. Um, you might as well just well, list
1: the whole SNES library Yeah <laughs> I,
0: Over the course of my Of my life I have I have delved deep And I I am a big fan of uh, As we're talking about today The the uh, fan translated uh, yeah. RPGs and, and various other games But I'm, I've, if I had to pick a couple of genres I would say I kept my finger on the pulse Of beat em ups and RPGs
2: Yeah well, yeah, you know, we haven't covered the Final Fight games yet, so maybe we'll have to be back for that one.
0: Oh, those are great games.
2: Yeah. Uh, speaking about yeah, speak, yeah, yeah, speaking about this game, though, neither George or I had heard about this game until you mentioned it. And, like, you know, for me, I was a big Squaresoft fanboy back in the day. It was like, you know, the fact that this game escaped my notice when I heard about all these other Japanese-only RPGs that they, uh, Japanese that they did, like, you know, uh, like Front Mission and, like, Bahama Lagoon. I'm like, how did I miss this one? But... Well, I um, think it's
0: because it didn't really push the hardware at all. No, it, really, it didn't.
2: We we'll talk about that, but you know, I think, but this game, this game is pretty popular in Japan, and the reviews of it are very positive. I mean, I, I mean, this game definitely has a call following for it. So, it's, but uh, it's
0: very unique, very yes. unique game.
1: I definitely don't know much about um, games that don't come out in this region, mm. which is which is a shame because I don't. Right. It's it's just like. What do you do? Do you just type in Google games that didn't come out in North America? Like what do you do, you know? Well, what what so I always do is it? yes.
0: <laughs> I've always uh, been a big fan of back in the day it was Zohar's domain. Oh yeah, uh, I remember that website. Site. Yeah. That was where I went for my translations yep. and then uh, for the last many years it's been romhacking.net. Oh yeah, yeah that's that, a yeah, good yeah, one. Yeah,
1: very good. That's really Trans- right. the uh, translation here.
2: Yeah, the translation for this game is like ten years old. Actually, it's like the um. So this was Flayers f- 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 was done like quite a while ago. Well, I mean, look but, at the
1: uh, uh, Star Ocean translation. How how old yeah. is that? That was like oh, that was two thousand one or something app. like that. Yeah, two thousand three. Oh, two thousand three. Yeah, yeah like, I, I, mean, look I was
0: at so, that stuff. I was so pumped when that translation came out because yeah. I was I was such a big fan of. I just stumbled upon Star Ocean of uh, the second story. Did you play the a,
1: uh, remake? Of the first one, that's on, uh, on the PSP, PSP. Yeah, I did. It's yep, so absolutely. different. Oh man, it's so
0: good. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Oh yeah. And it's just, uh, but yeah, I just stumbled upon the second game at a Walmart in in Tallahassee, and then uh, I didn't know that the original had just kind of skipped our our shores. Yeah, uh, because the
2: pushed the hardware so hard that they didn't want to oh, take the yeah, expense and hassle like you're trying to transit. You'll bring it over because I'm actually, that was one of the biggest games. Super NES. <laughs>
0: I play my, my Super Nintendo games on a uh, power pack flash cart for the, you know, it's a third-party cart that, you know, <clears throat> uses yeah. to see a CF flash. One of the things I'm most proud of is that I was able to uh, hack the hex decimal code of, <laughs> oh, God. of the uh, uh, Star Ocean uh, header so that I could get it to run on that flash cart.
1: That is wonderful. Uh,
0: cool. On a television. And I've had, I posted it on like the Star Ocean message board on GameFAQs and I got a torrent of like emails in my uh, my inbox at GameFAQs like, could you send me that that hex, you know, updated packs, patch or whatever? And I still haven't responded to any of them because I, I don't know <laughs> the legality of that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I mean like um it's like when I understand uh, I understand you are allowed to edit and hack code as long as you don't sell it. Um so Yeah, but I,
0: yeah, but I wanted them to yeah. Venmo me $15, so that might have been tough. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh yeah, so this being Javi's only game uh Tim, how would you hear about this one?
0: Uh this is uh one that I just stumbled upon on uh either Zohar or rum hacking. Uh, when I was uh, unemployed, looking for a game to play, ah. um, and I, I, I actually initially didn't care for it because I was like, "Oh, the graphics aren't very good." But then, um, when I actually got into it, I was like, "Oh, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the sagas. It's Saga Frontier, actually." Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, this game reminded me of we, a uh, lot of games. The Saga Frontier
1: series. We covered is one that of them, but... on the uh, PlayStation podcast.
0: And I loved Saga Frontier.
1: Yeah. So yeah, this game.
0: this really fell into that, and I, then I then I really got into it. Yeah. And now it's one of my favorite uh, of the era for sure. Yeah. There's right. so much variety to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And this was not like a. Yeah, and this was a fairly late Super Famicom game. Uh, this game, as we mentioned before, was developed and published by SquareSoft. Um, it came out in Japan uh, back September of 1994, uh, and was Japan only. Um, still has not been released outside of Japan. Uh, like in Japan, this game is available on the Virtual Console. Uh, on the Virtual Console, like the Wii U, like and also on the. It's also on the 3DS. Uh, but the But the only. But if you want to play this game in the West, you either have to. You either have to uh, apply the uh, apply the translation patch to the ROM, to, to, to the ROM like we did, or you can also buy a reproduction cart, uh, like an eBay that has that, 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 that has that, 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 that has that programmed on there.
1: How much does and that we'll, go for?
2: We we will mention the pricing toward the end. Okay the the pricing, it's not that bad. I mean, considering the fact that reproductions are always the reproductions are always a bit more expensive because somebody's because somebody's, because somebody's doing the actual work of like of like you know putting the patch on there for you and making it you can make a nice label uh, and, and everything else. So, um,
0: is it possible to change your region and buy this on the virtual console for your uh, your 3ds or no? Or, because uh, it's region locked. So oh, that's I, right. The right. switch isn't though. You could do it if they had it on the switch, but it isn't.
1: Yeah. Right. I don't know how you would do that. Um Oh,
0: I have a lot of Japanese titles on my Switch. All you do is is uh you make you change your region to Japan and then you make a new account after oh, okay. that on the console and then make a new Nintendo account and then you can download that and start it up with any account on your system. So, it works b- b- beautifully. I wish, at least I wish, for
1: for now. <laughs> right. I wish I knew I wish I knew Japanese because then I could just go oh. And buy the carts and everything, and just story play story
0: of my life. <laughs> I, there, there's a game I've been wanting to play uh, on the SNES called. Uh, oh, what is it called? I can't. This think of game it right called now. Live
1: a Live. It's really interesting. There's different <laughs> stories, and it's kind of like Saga Frontier in a way. But um, no, it never came it's, out in North America. It, and
0: it's another, it's another RPG, but it's not made by SquareSoft. Uh, but it's just got so much uh, dense kanji. That no one's ever translated it, uh, but I played a little bit of it in Japanese, quite a bit of it in Japanese, and it's so cool. I just uh, I wish that that and d started to translate it, and then they of course went belly up. Uh, so it, it looks like it's never gonna happen.
1: We'll wake them up I, if they're sleeping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me hold on. I'm gonna find it here. It's gonna give me. It's gonna take me a second. because so the d site is still, if I believe. Or if I, uh, if I remember, it's still around.
1: Alright, I got the timer. Yeah, and you can always find it it do so do do the way the back
0: Machine if you have to, so. No, I'm going to look on ROM Hacking, because they have partial translations yeah. listed.
1: Oh, that's my favorite yeah. part, when you download, like, a patch, and they don't clearly label it as a partial translation.
0: Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yep. ROM Hacking changed their layout. Yes. Did it's, they? Yes, they're
2: much better now.
0: Yeah, it looks really clean. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been in, like, a month, so. But uh
2: yeah yeah my hat goes off to the people who are willing to do that because trying to yeah, because like it's so big it's bad now trying to translate Japanese like into English which is hard enough but trying to actually get the, But well, they did but change
1: they,
2: it. But they also yeah. have to so they also have to like you know like hack the game to get the to get the set so of make room for the English because the English takes up takes up more space than kanji does so yeah Well um, there's there's two ways so. of going
1: about it there's Changing, basically changing the script so that it fits, or there's what you brought up, and um, some people have have different ways. But uh, right. I know a lot of these people who translate are so um, hardcore; they want like as specific as a translation as they can get, as right. far Which, as yeah, they understand. That's, not always, that's
0: not always good, though.
1: No, it's not, because because like you're not gonna. There are some things you just don't understand.
0: Well, especially yeah. when it comes to like humor and puns, it's right. not going to translate. too. Yeah, yeah.
1: But like, that's a, that's another thing too. Like ways. when, when like, if you're a translator and there's a joke, but you know, an audience in North America is not going to understand it. Like, what do you change it to? Like, how do you change it?
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. You have to make a new joke, which has happened yes. in fans' translations, where they just they they just change it enough so that you know.
1: See, I'm Uh, weird with that because I, like, even if it's gonna be a joke that goes over my head, I kind of, I kind of want, you know, like an accurate translation. I understand there's a whole thing of localization, and even games that came from Japan back in the day, you know, they had a bunch of stuff changed, and you know that kind of bothers me. But you know what? Um, If I, you know, if it bothered me enough, I would probably learn Japanese to. (laughs) <laughs> to get get the most out of it but I, I, I just do I have one patients. friend who actually did that well it, you know uh, they they uh, deserve a reward some kind of uh, like <laughs> well, bronze his, medal his or something reward,
0: his reward is that he can play games that are just straight up imported
1: right my, my yeah, least favorite godsend. part of my, yeah my least favorite part of localization is the whole um Oh, this is a different audience. We have to remove this section completely. And it's mm. like, really?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I found the name of the game I was thinking of. It's Far East of Eden Zero.
1: That's a very interesting name. Yeah, yeah I've a- never heard of it. Well, <laughs> it's
0: actually it's actually called Tengai Makyo Zero, <laughs> and it's just it's just a standard RPG, but it has a, a anime charm to it of mm. the type that I really like and the the production v- values are so high on it. It it looks as much like a cartoon as you could do on the SNES. Hmm. And it's never going to it's never it breaks my heart. It's never going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to have to learn Japanese to play this game because it would take an insane amount of time. It's such a long game and it's one of those games that you can't emulate as easily as some others because it's got like two different chips in it. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, and it's it's super compressed as well. It's I think there's some kind of a accolade that it has like one of the largest SNES games. Mm. Uh, but there have been other games in the series, uh, and a couple of them we've seen uh, uh, come to our shores one way or the other, like a fighting game in the uh, Tenge guy Machio series. Um, I think it was called oh, what was it? Uh, Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of it. It's it's on the the uh, Wii U and Switch virtual consoles. Um, but yeah, it's got a, a long history. The whole the whole ser- series has a decently long history, and it just captured my imagination. And I felt really depressed about translations from then until uh, Tomato finished the Mother Three translation.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that game. How do you guys yeah. feel about Earthbound? I really like Earthbound.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I love Earthbound, and actually, like actually Earthbound's Earthbound, like, actually, Earthbound is one of the games. I played like, one of the games that this game like reminded me about because it's like, it's um, true, really. Uh, yeah, because like the the world map screen and the battle scenes, they kind of have that Earthbound kind of look and feel to. Uh, to me like you know the sprites you know the sprites sprites look similar uh, the graphical styles are very similar um, I but honestly, you see
0: your character you am... see your character move around and do stuff I honestly, different
1: I honestly didn't get that feeling that's really that's really weird yeah
0: yeah
2: I mean I, I was reminded of earthbound plane, I was reminded of saga to uh, uh, I, my saga games that Oh, I guess Tim mentioned um, Tim. Since you're the one who has the most experience uh, in history, by history, he, he, history with this game, um, maybe be kind enough to tell listeners uh, what this game actually is, like how it plays. No, you
0: go ahead and do it. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: th- this game, it, it's a a series of of vignette stories uh, that are all in different eras or locations or both, uh, and they all have one. Um, unifying uh, villain uh, in one form or another. Think of if you're familiar with Stephen King's works. Think of Randall Flagg in The oh, Dark okay, Tower, yeah. yeah, where it's a diff- It's the same entity, but across multiple places of space and time. Uh, and <clears throat> you choose when you start the game, uh, and when you finish a, a vignette, you choose a character. And, you know, they, they... I think, what is it? Seven? Eight?
2: Seven. Yeah, the seven you can pick from the beginning of the game. And, like then after and you then finish the first seven, like it unlocks two more.
0: Yeah. The uh, the ones you choose from, there is a robot... Uh, the sci-fi chapter, which follows a robot... The end. I mean, there, there's more to it than that, but... Uh, <laughs> and th- then there's uh, uh, someone in the... Uh, Uh, very near future like uh, it's kind of funny I would think of it as like Akira which is his name Um, (laughs) and then there is uh, one that takes place in the modern day like a fighting thing one that takes place in caveman times one that takes place in uh, the I would assume 1800s China uh, passing on a kung fu technique uh, one that takes place in what I would, again, assume late 1800s, early 1900s uh, uh, United States cowboy chapter. Um, so there's a little something for everybody there. Right. And then uh, when you finish all the, these vignettes, you choose the last one, which is kind of a medieval. And right. then after that, you choose for the final chapter, you choose who you want to be your main character. Oh. Uh, oh there's a there's a ninja as well you choose out of all the characters who you want to be your main character for the last chapter and that changes the last chapter uh, and if you choose the the final guy whose name I can't remember the medieval guy if you choose him the last chapter is significantly different
1: so there's uh, different endings depending on which character you select yes. oh, yeah definitely, yeah definitely so when you when you beat the game, with that character, can you go back in a save and do it again with a different character, or do you have to? No, you cannot. But okay. you can
0: make a separate save. Right. So what what I what I did is I made a save right at the beginning of that chapter, right before before it makes you choose. Because you can save right at the end of a vignette, so I well, saved you can at also the very save
1: end state. If you can't, I mean that's a thing oh yeah, on I emulator. <laughs> I,
0: but right. I, I saved at the at the end of the medieval vignette, and then. It's open to who you want to choose to be your main character for the last chapter and then you during that chapter you choose who you want to be in your party out of the other characters because they're all transported to this medieval area uh, which has branching areas and and then there's uh, depending on who your characters are there are tests that are based on their vignettes uh, and then it all comes together with fighting the main the main evil force. Uh, and then, depending on who you chose, you'll get a different ending.
2: I yeah, honestly the game that reminds me about is Chrono Trigger. Yeah, just playing that card because of the multiple endings.
1: I honestly right. wanna wanna play through uh, the rest of this game. Um, there, right? I mean, there, there are there are <laughs> there are other games that we covered that I definitely want to see the end of, but um, like this this one, like, definitely just you know, I was I was playing it like minutes before we started recording, so.
0: There's something very intriguing about this game. Yeah, it's very unique, and, and
2: you know, like it's a real shame this game never came over to the West. Uh, I mean, we can talk I about that later on, but I
1: don't think it would have um, done well. I don't think it would have done well. I don't think well. so either, to be honest.
2: This was during the, the golden time. age of squares of squares releasing their games on Super NES over here, though, and like you know, there was talk that the game was right, planned but for a, Western release. This is
1: kind of a different game. Oh, well, yeah, yes, true.
2: but I mean, like there was there was one game that it, but there was one game that already was. Um, sorry. Uh, there, uh, there was one game that was already out at this time period that plays very similar to this. Uh, this game is very unique, but you know, I was also reminded a lot of, by a lot of two other uh like RPGs that kind of do somewhat uh, somewhat similar thing like how the gameplay goes. I'm not sure if you guys have played them. Uh, the first game is Dragon Warrior 4. Of course, uh, because it's Dragon Warrior yet. 4, you have like, yeah, Dragon Warrior 4 operates operates in kind of a similar way, in which you have like uh, chapters. You can't pick the chapters in that game; it, it, it goes in a linear fashion. But you play different characters like in each chapter, and then, um, and the main character of the game is not even introduced let's play to chapter five. Right. So like, uh, so the, like at that point, then you go ahead and and recruit everybody else in the previous like the previous chapters and go on to you know, go on to finish the game. And um,
0: some of those chapters are radically different. Yes. Uh, A la Torneco. Torneco's chapter is super different.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then the other game this reminds me a lot about uh, is Final Fantasy IV The After Years. Because that game also, you can choose... Uh, which character do you want to play at? True. Um, and, uh, 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 yeah, nobody's ever played that one because it's kind of like unknown, like an unknown game. But I love Final Fantasy Four, so I definitely like, wanted to play it. But uh, um, yeah, you get to choose in that game like you choose which character that you want to do, and then finally, after you finish each character, like, it unlocks the final, you know, the final part of the game. So, and again, that, and again, that, and again, it's Square game. So, a uh, lot a of-, kind of. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh, oh no, yeah, that's fine. I, you know, that's fine. I, oh, that's fine. I was just to finish it up by saying, like, you know, the Squares. You know, Squares. You know, Squares. Kind of, you know, Squares. Just trying, kind of, you know, cribbing their own past there with like that game. Game flow, I think, uh, like in this game. But
0: um, well, one thing that when I originally played this, that I thought of was I thought of two games: Final Fantasy 4 and Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. And then I realized that that was purely based on the graphics because they look like that.
2: Yeah, the graphics in this game are mixed bag, I think. I mean, like, you know, like I said, I see an Earthbound charm to them. Uh, but just, uh, uh, but these game, yeah, but these graphics do not push do not push super, you know, super NES hardware.
0: No, it's very primitive in terms of what the SNES can do. However, there's so much variety going into it, I understand mm. why they did I, it. I
1: mean, I right. honestly, like, I really like the way it looks because it, it sets, sets the tone for where you are and what you're doing. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter if it's pushing the hardware or not. I mean, I feel like they had a better art style than, you know, um, what do you call it? Like the art style is better than what they can make out of the graphics. But like that just really adds to it because something can like look really good but the art style can look so plain and bland, and that's true. So on and so forth. Like this, really added to it because when I was when I was playing the scenarios that I played, just like yeah, no, this is very fitting. It lets you know um, it lets you know what's going on in the world without a sign saying hey, stuff's going on in this world. That's
0: true. It leaves something up to your imagination. Right. Yeah, most chapters do have, like, you know, hidden
2: things to find, secret bosses to... to, to, to secret boss that you can fight if you want to, and other stuff like that. So it's, like, like this game really, like, encourages, like, exploration.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, especially Um, some chapters. There are some chapters that uh, have hidden items, uh, and some of those are very, very, very good. Uh, The Caveman chapter, in particular, has an item that... I can't remember what exactly it's called. Is it called like the Coca-Cola bottle or something? Um,
2: I've got it written down here. Let me see. It looks it like it does. It's called, um, doesn't have the name of the item though. Uh, though, unfortunately, but it has.
0: It, but it does damage. It does decent damage to a huge area. Right. Uh, well, I guess I should talk about the battle system a little bit. I mean, when yeah, uh, in, like, this bring is that out, the battle this is very unique. Yeah, it's 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 great. Um, the ba- the battle system is based on a grid. Yes. And, uh, but it's not what you'd call, like, a strategy grid exactly. It's, uh, well, when your character or your enemies turn, you can move freely with the D-pad, um, for a bit, and then hit the A button, and it'll bring up a menu of what to do. And, uh, every ability has a different, uh, Range as far as where it can hit, and then when it where it hits has a uh, a range of what where where it's gonna hurt, and uh, the enemies take up a certain amount of space. Uh, you take up one, think, yeah, just one. You take space. up one square,
1: and then the right, enemies, yeah. uh, most enemies take up like two At least or two. so. Yeah, which yeah. is so interesting. Like it makes. It makes me feel like almost every battle I get into is, like, a Final Fantasy boss battle or something. Yeah, cause ev- because cause everything like, is bigger
0: than you and more right. well-drawn than you. Right, <laughs> like,
1: there's more detail in the enemies than your own character. But I guess that that might be a good thing because you can use your imagination on what your character looks like compared to, like, yeah, what the enemy definitely. looks like. Because... Well, I was going to... Yeah? Oh, go ahead. No, no, no go on. Well-
0: I was just gonna say I was gonna ask you guys kind of a nebulous question, and that was that. Uh, what's your favorite character that you played so far?
2: Well, I only had time to finish three chapters, yeah. and I left at the fourth one. I, I took the order that Wikipedia just had them listed, so I did the prehistoric, the ancient China, like the feudal Japan chapters. Oh, who um, did you
0: who did you choose for ancient China? Because in that chapter, you can decide from three disciples who you want to be the character. There's a there's a a girl uh a really big strong slow guy and then a skinny uh middle of the road uh guy
2: yeah I was that last guy I was the middle of the road guy because I kind of favorite, like middle of the road characters
1: yeah i did i did that one too and i uh oh what's his name not the fat guy and not the and not the girl yeah the same one the middle of the road guy yeah
0: i always choose the girl cuz whenever i play uh Whenever I can choose a character, I always make them a girl. <laughs> of course, you do. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I don't exactly know why. I have theories, but I don't know why. It's some for chose...
1: reasons that we can't say on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I don't think it is
0: actually. I I don't I don't think it actually is. I thought about that, but yeah. I, uh, so that that's kind of a cool thing in that chapter that you can choose who you want to pass your technique down to because that chapter is based around you're this aging Kung Fu master who is the only holder of this secret, uh, type of Kung Fu. And, uh, you have to decide who you're going to change. You're, you you know, you're going to die soon and you have to choose who you're going to, uh, pass your technique on to And you find these three, uh, ne'er do wells, basically. um, and they become your disciples. And then you get to do, basically, you basically get to decide who's going to become the the follower, but you have to do it, you have to go about it's it in a specific a, way. It's not, a menu
1: does not pop up. Which, no, you have which to is just kind of... Great, like... Yeah, you have to... It's like the whoever game you that favored that in training.
0: Right, yeah. Right. The, the game The game follows who you actually like. Uh, which is really cool. I, I don't... I think that might have been a first that the game was just kind of reading. It's like how dynamic you to how you play. Yeah, I think it is one of the first examples I can think of. So, but. yeah, very cool. Uh, so you you played the Kung Fu chapter, the Caveman chapter, and what other chapter?
2: Uh, the feudal Japan.
0: Oh, oh the sorry. ninja.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, the ancient. Yep. Yeah. The, yeah. Prehistoric, uh, ancient China, like feudal Japan. So yeah, the, the ninja. Feudal.
0: But. The feudal Japan chapter is by far the longest, most complicated one.
2: Yeah. So other three chapters, I think I probably like. So out, of the, so out of the three chapters, chapters I played, chapters I played so far, I think that Pogo was probably my favorite character, just because it's like playing the caveman is pretty unique. I mean, it to is really games, cool. You can do that,
0: so.
1: Did you play the same chapters, George? I played um, the the ancient China. I played. Modern wrestling, and I played um, uh, near future. uh, The near
0: future one, yeah,
1: yeah. That see, and I started sci-fi, and I'm like five minutes in.
0: Yeah, I started like the American Old West chapter, like left off there. Oh, Sunset Kid, yeah, he's awesome too. Um, all the characters are very different.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, What's, I like that. what's like, really what, like, interesting—twelve
0: characters are together in the games—that's so pretty cool.
1: What's What's really interesting is that this—I mean—the scenarios are all different, but when you go into battle, they play a little differently too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, because yeah, if because you play the, the wrestling one, the enemies. The, re- yeah. the wrestling one, like the the name of the game there is to learn attacks from your enemies, and then use that against the the final boss of that story. And it's so short, it, but like.
0: It kind of plays like Mega Man in the terms of, kind of. you choose who, you choose who you fight and you get their ability. Right. And and right. what's yeah.
1: what's important there is learning what abilities to use and how to use them because you're not leveling up there. You're just gaining skills whereas other yeah. other um, scenarios, you know, like you have a chance to kind of grind. And and like uh, the other thing about this battle system and everything is you never you never see how much experience you get from enemies. Like it'll just randomly tell you when you level up. And You'll- sure you can go into the menu and, and see the experience that you have, but it's it doesn't tell you like oh you leveled up and then you gained these types of attributes. It tells you when you gain skills, but like if That's you it. if you gain power, it's mm. like outside of leveling up, um like right. the um ancient China scenario. Um, when you, when you're training, uh, it tells you like when you get power up and everything and it tells you like when you level up, but it doesn't tell you what specific, what the specific attributes went up. And this is interesting because it kind of, it, it kind of, in a way gave me a feeling of RPG light in a way.
0: Mm. Yeah. A little bit. It also yeah. kind of gives you a feeling of the saga series. Yes, the romancing right, saga series because specific attributes will go up. Yeah. Uh, which is you know, not And specific normally. attributes
1: are, are important because there are specific attacks that use, like, IQ, and there are specific attacks right. that use, you know, obviously, like, power, um... Dex. Right, I saw fragility. one... Yeah, I saw one in, um... Uh, again, in ancient, the ancient Chinese scenario where, uh, one of them was, like, based on health. And I was like, this is weird, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, there's two I, other like you know like unique elements, of the, uh, unique element of the battle system that this game has. That this game has that I really liked. Uh, first of all, um, uh, first of all, first of all, you guys mentioned experience points like a while back. Uh, this game does what a couple of the games do. It just has a fixed, uh, uh, like a fixed, uh, uh, like a fixed um, uh, amount of XP you needed to like reach level. It's 100 XP for each level, and that never changes.
1: Right, um, you prefer just, that, like,
2: r- 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 right? And just like certain, and like you know certain. And certain monsters, if you grind long enough in an area, certain certain monsters just won't give you like XP anymore. So it's, sort of, it's just like that's like the game's way kind of telling you to move on. This but, game uh, is more
1: about being technical than it is like grinding and yeah, leveling exactly. up. Right. Um, I mean, if you look at walkthroughs, they'll say, like, you know, make sure your character is like level 9 or 10 or something. Yeah. But, I mean...
0: It's not it, super important. It's more important to have a good strategy. Right. right. It's, a, yeah. it's 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 yeah.
1: more it's more technical than some RPGs where you just need to go and grind and you could brute force things where a lot of scenarios you can't really brute force things.
2: Yeah, and that brings me to my second uh, point. Like uh, second point, which strategy, um, you know, like characters characters your know, characters characters where we cover all their HP like after the battle's done. Yes. So, we like, just have to focus upon keeping them alive. If they get hit um, if, if a character gets knocked out, uh, i.e. their hit points reach zero in the battle, you can still bring them back to life as long as they don't get hit again. If they get hit again, then they vanish. They vanish back in that battle.
1: That wasn't a problem um, for me when I started playing the game, and then when I got to specific scenarios, the AI was so it's, it was it was just like they were hardcore into okay, he's down. Let's attack him. I was like, "This is yeah, getting a little it, brutal." Yeah, it gets
0: egregious after a while. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's but it's crazy. it is cool that
0: it gives you an extra hit. It's cool that it gives you a little little chance.
2: Right, right. Um, battles in this game are like are random. I kind of wish. I kind of wish. I kind of wish that they. Uh, I kind of wish this game had barbed and card trigger again, and you know, allows you to, be able to see the enemies. But uh, uh meh, I mean like most games this time period did like random battles, so it's okay.
0: Well, Chrono Trigger didn't entirely let you see the enemies. There were certain fixed points. Yeah, mostly, but uh, What do,
1: but, are you, I you mean, know. what do you what are you talking about? I always saw the enemies in this game. That's <laughs> oh that's not sarcasm.
2: Uh there were some random there were some areas area like I was in the caveman chapter where I just ran into
1: enemies for no reason. Okay, and didn't I didn't see play I I didn't play the caveman chapter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there are some chapters in this game where it is just like you're walking along and bloop bloop, you're in a battle. Uh, but there are other areas where you come in contact with an enemy and then the battle starts. So yeah. okay,
2: I, I must not have played like any of those chapters then. So it's kind of yeah, interesting it, that they do like both.
0: They do, yeah, they do a little combination of both.
1: Huh? Yeah. yeah, this it's it's crazy because um, all a lot of these scenarios just like they have different mechanics where like the near future one had an overworld of the city and you could go yep. around. Whereas like, you know, ancient Chinese, um, like there was you were, you were traveling around, like there was no overworld. And then there was
0: like four different screens and that was it. Four Some, different maps. Something like that. Yeah.
1: And then, um, the wrestling one, the, the modern time one, like you There's were, nothing. you were right. You were selecting, you were selecting enemies to fight and that was it.
0: Yep, and then uh, in the uh, the the sci-fi chapter, uh, there's no again like the ancient Chinese chapter. There is no map. It's just you're on a ship the whole time. Oh, okay. It, <clears throat> it, it plays a lot more like the movie 2001: uh, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
1: can see and that. And then I know the a few Ninja people chap- who like that game, uh, that movie.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, that that's Andy's favorite movie of all time. <laughs> And it's one of my favorite movies of all time too. It's, it, but it's polarizing. But yes. uh, the sci-fi <laughs> chapter, the sci-fi chapter is more like uncovering a mystery <clears throat> aboard this. You know, like you're alone in this space station, and you're this robot, or you're not alone, but like you're, you know, you're in space. Uh, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> uh, kind of thing. Space, and the, like the
1: cob- the final frontier. These are the voyages of the SS Cube.
0: Oh, I just stepped in the captain's log. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like the 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 cowboy chapter, it's in with a town. Uh, it's in it's within like a little town. So there's a lot of variety when it comes to that kind of stuff.
1: I think what I really like about this game is how different it 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 becomes. Like, because oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll go yeah. from one scenarios like alright, yeah, no, that was great, and then, like, I'll go to another scenario, and instead of, like, getting burnt out or whatever, or having a risk of being burnt out, like, they change everything, and you, you know, you're getting introduced to new characters, and, mm-hmm. um, you go in and you're learning about the plot of the story, and then right. it's just like, okay, let's see how, you know, the battle system works, and oh, man. this and that, and it's and- like, oh, this is, this is great, because of how how different yeah, everything is it's making me wonder like oh i'm jumping into this story now like what what's this about like how is everything gonna work is there gonna be like an overworld so on and so forth and that's right that's awesome they i can't turn, i can't remember how many games do that it's like not many not many. yeah, yeah.
0: They, they they turn that exactly on its head for the last chapter too because the last chapter is kind of like it's kind of like a, an amalgamation of everyone else's chapters. So if you've been playing the game for a long time, you'll get memories. You know, you'll see like areas that remind you of certain aspects of the other mm. chapters, and then you know, within the the epic final battle, it's just everything all coming together. It's it's like the uh, have either of you or both of you played Final Fantasy 6
1: Yes, I have not finished uh, it, but I played it.
0: Yeah, I love well, that game. Do you know the, the the part before you fight Kafka for the final time and he's, you know, all the characters come forward and they say something that, that relates to their, their particular struggle? Yes. Uh, it kind of falls into that where it's like, oh, you know, I'm not going to let you change the way the world works or, you know, this is our world kind of uh, mm-hmm. over the top optimism kind of thing. And it's just... It's, it's a great feeling. You're like, oh yeah, I'm infested in these characters. I mm-hmm. mean, I I've been through all this. I've been through all these periods of time, you know, and yeah. yeah, I remember these characters and these places are real to me now. And this battle means something to me, which is really cool. I don't think enough games do that where they, well, obviously, but I mean, like, I I think <laughs> that m- more games would benefit greatly from. Uh, taking a lesson from this game and and getting the character masterfully getting the character invested in the characters or getting the player invested in the characters.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that yeah. cowboy scenario? Ooh, they were really <laughs> that interesting. sure was neato <laughs> I hope they come back. I'd like to meet those guys. Well, you learn
0: the, you learn a lesson in each of the chapters. E- each of the chapters, the character grows in some way. That's another really neat thing is that. <laughs> All these characters learn, or move, or change in some way, and that's integral to their to their story.
2: Right. Yeah, and there's another optional part. Also, uh, 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 sorry. Yeah, there's, um, you know, there's, another like you know uh, example example comes to mind comparing this game to Final Fantasy VI, like that. I uh, you know, like that game where some of the last chapter is optional. The the very last chapter in this game is it has a lot of optional stuff too because like you know you can go into dungeons if you want to to get like you know powerful a uh, powerful equipment like uh, the equipment like your party to make them more, to make them more effective like that the final battle. So. Well,
0: yeah, um, there's some there's some areas in the final chapter that you walk into and you can't do anything with because that character's not in your party. Right. right. Yeah. I'm pretty. Cool. I'm specific. I'm specifically thinking of a cave that has. Giant rocks that you need to break using the kung fu character, uh, and you can't get in there because you can't break the rocks because you don't have the tech, you don't have the technique. That's
1: pretty cool. I, it is neat. I definitely need to finish this game.
0: And then, like I said, uh, if you choose the medieval guy, uh, number eight, the, the, the eighth main character, I can't remember his name because honestly, I, I didn't play him much. Uh, the whole last chapter is different because, well, I can't, I can't say why because it'll spoil it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't spoil it. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's good to have a save right there at the end so you can watch. You can play through his through everyone's final. You know, uh, if if you really want to, you could play through it. You know, eight times. Uh, but it's cool to have it there because it is worth seeing his ending as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you know, uh, yeah, it's very hard for me to find time to play JRPGs these days. It, oh, t- tell me about it. Uh, I just because I'm so busy, but I definitely do want to go back up to this game at some point. Um, and it's not, and from what I'm seeing here online, it's not an overly long game. Most people are reporting on on average, on average, on average, that the, on average that this game take this game t- take take around twenty or
0: thirty hours to finish. So it's not yeah. like super long, but it can uh, be if you want it to be though, because yeah. you could. You could spend a lot of time in certain chapters, making sure certain things happen. Right, especially yeah. in in like certain chapters where you want an enemy to drop a certain item. That oh can take, yeah, <laughs> that can take a long time yep. reloading. Mm. Yeah, so it's got hidden time in that regard.
2: Um. So, uh. So, uh, the last part of the game we have talked about yet yeah, is the music. Um. It's oh. it's great. Typical. Typical. Yeah. yeah well, I, well, well. I was gonna say it's pretty typical Square Square okay. Super NES music and being like you know very high quality. I, I mean like you know you because of course because, you know, that's okay. I mean like you know because the um yeah the same person um I don't have it up at the moment, but the same person who wrote the music of this game also worked a bunch of other like Square Soft games. Um, I really want saying.
1: this music on um my computer or whatever something. Yeah, I you, own.
0: you should. You should. I, oh, okay. I
2: should. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the soundtrack for this game was done by Yoko. Uh, I- I'm going to butcher this name. Like Shimomura? Who yeah, also okay. Yoko Shimomura. Yeah. Uh, She's Shons composed fantastic. music to Final Fight and Street Fighter mm-hmm, 2.
1: She is.
0: And, yeah. and Parasite Eve. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. i Mario have never Mujicu played Superstars, Parasite Suga. Eve. Is that a crime? Yeah. You've never played Parasite <laughs> Eve? No, I
1: have not. Oh, yeah, you should. It's okay. great. Yeah. All right.
2: Both Parasite Eve games are very different, but they're both like very good for, for different reasons, I think.
0: More recently, Yoko Shimomura also did the music for Radiant Historia. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. I've never heard about that. that. Is. It's,
0: it's a, a JRPG for the, the Nintendo DS, and then. Oh, uh, that's probably why next I don't know year, about it. <laughs> no, <next, laughs> well, it's an ne- Atlas game, so. Okay. Uh, next yeah. year, it's coming out for. They're remaking it, or not remaking, but re releasing it for the 3DS. Oh. Radiant Radiant Historia Ultimate, or something like that, where they're just oh, kind cool. of po- polishing it up. Uh, is that and, coming
1: over here? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay. Well then, I'll I'll it, have to it, go get it. It
0: sold the original game sold very well because of the the uh, pedigree of people who were behind it, and also there's a lot of bad RPGs on the DS.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you tell, Astor- tell me that.
0: Historia huh? is one of the best RPGs on the DS. It feels like of the caliber of uh uh something like Chrono Trigger. See, like, I, right. don't,
1: I don't really play DS or 3DS, so...
0: Oh, darn. I
2: have a 3DS, but I don't have... A, yeah, I have a 3DS, but I only have, like, maybe, like, in you know, like six games. I play more on, like on my
1: Vita system, than so. I do on my 3DS.
0: Really? What do you play on Vita?
1: Uh, a lot of PSP games and, and some PlayStation games.
0: Right on, man. <laughs> I, I just recently got a Vita and been getting into the library because it's 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 not dead, but it's... it's on its deathbed. There is yeah, one so, game
1: that I suggest. Uh, crap! What is the name? Uh, go on and talk while I figure this out.
0: <laughs> well, um, I've been I've been playing a lot of games on Vita, but I'm a huge fan of the the, the Game Boy line of systems, uh, including the DS and 3DS. Yeah, same here. And uh, well, I was just saying on this the recording that Andy and I did yesterday that my 3DS barely ever leaves my side unless I have to go to work stupid work (laughs) dang you work
1: I'm shaking my fist right now
0: not having to be able to play uh Monster Hunter stories demo (laughs) which is what I'm into right now
1: um do you have lost dimension for the Vita yes okay yeah that's a great game right it is a good game oh man yeah, I downloaded it and started playing a little
2: bit on the DS because the DS a game uh, like an RPG they got highly recommended because of the podcast I listened to, listen to. Uh, Crimson Shroud. Oh yeah, really? fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The three DS definitely has a lot like you know like niche like niche RPGs on it, so it's a good system Crimson, for that.
0: Crimson Shroud is not for
1: everyone. No, it's not. Tim, it's you have unique, uh, so. do you have uh, Freedom Wars on Vita? No, I don't. Oh, what is that? You might need to get it. It's kind of it's kind of like Monster Hunter in a way, but it's not full on Monster Hunter. It's um, it's really. I don't cool. like.
0: I'll put this out there. I don't like Monster Hunter. Okay. But I love what I've played so far of Monster Hunter stories because it's so different.
1: I haven't played that, so I, I wouldn't it's, know. It's but, a uh, turn-based
0: RPG, which okay. has m- made Monster Hunter fans furious. This
1: this <laughs> this is not that, but uh, yeah. Not to, not to get too uh, much too much into that kind of stuff, but um. It's really we can talk about that later. It's a, it's a really cool game that I like. <laughs> yeah. But
0: yeah, so uh Live Alive the reason why I suggested
1: it to I you it guys was I thought it was Live Alive or Live Alive, <laughs> <or> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I am so used to saying I Live Alive. I thought it was Live Alive.
0: Well, I thought it was l- heavy. I thought whatever. it was Evil. evil. <laughs> uh, well, the reason why I suggested it initially is because it's it there's so much variety. It's so, so good. I figured, well, yeah. that too, but also because I figured that it was a safe bet that there's so much variety, there's something for everyone in it.
1: True, I think um, so. I
0: mean, like, you know, I think one of you guys mentioned this before, this is,
2: uh, this game is a very good light RPG, I think. I mean, this is the kind of game that somebody who's not a real serious fan of RPGs can still get into, like, enjoy. I feel like this is might, might be, like, reason.
1: the gateway to RPGs. Which is yeah. another reason why I suggested well, because
0: <laughs> Originally Andy was going to be on this getaway And drunk. I know that Andy is not a, An RPG fanatic Like I am no. And he's very picky and choosy about his RPGs And that was another reason why I chose it Because I was like okay well this is not going to get Like grindy and boring for him
2: no, it's you not. Know? I mean, like you know, chapters are pretty like light and breezy. I mean, like you know, like George said earlier, you can fly through the
0: chapters if you want to. But yeah, some of, um, some of the chapters you can finish in a couple hours. <clears throat> yeah, the
1: wrestling so. one is so short, like it's really hours, short. It's like a matter of of like maybe like half an hour or something like that.
0: But yeah, I so that that was why I chose this game is because a I fell in love with it, and b it it just keeps things fresh. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's a real shame this game didn't come out in the West,
2: uh, 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 um, because yeah, this game is very unique. It definitely, um, it definitely, has, uh, this, this game definitely has that shop charm feel that their super NES games, this Time Period did. Um, while at the same time, it's very approachable. I mean, it's like there's really only, there's really only, there's really only a couple of bosses that I had any kind of problems with. Most of the game was like, I wouldn't call it easy, but I just say it like you know, a pretty good average difficulty, where it's, like, not too much of a challenge to get through, which is nice. Because yeah. Because you focus on the characters in the story.
0: Uh, th- it definitely has a lot of polish going for it. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. And the translator, who I believe was Anne Genesis. Yes, uh, yeah. And yep. Anne Genesis is another website that I keep bookmarked, because I don't know if it's a guy or if it's a group. Um, but I think it's a uh, group, but they do some real quality stuff.
2: Yes, they do. The translation of this game is like very good. So, but yeah. uh, well, uh,
0: one more thing that we didn't talk about is that uh, there it's like uh, a lot of the assets in the game, like the font and 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 uh, um, cursors and stuff, change between oh, yeah. between chapters, so they look different.
2: Yeah. It's kind of oh, neat about that. Yeah, but
1: it's not yeah. like it's not like a like a Final Fantasy thing or whatever, where it's just like. Oh, it's like a hand pointing or something like that. Like each icon's different. Like there's a fish, there's um, a yeah, panda, the- there's like a wrench. Like that's some pretty cool stuff. Like some nice touches.
0: It's just a nice little, yeah. It's a nice little little wink, you know. And uh, the yeah, like the the uh, near future chapter, the the uh, icon is a fish. a pastry. A, it's a fish pastry. It's a oh, fish it's a page- shaped pastry. Well, it's a ship. It's a uh, <laughs> it's, it's a ship. <laughs> it's a it's a fish shaped pastry that is filled with atsuki beans, a traditional Japanese uh, dessert. Him. Okay, yeah,
1: <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, a-
2: well, I think one of the reasons that I each of the chapters. Uh, sorry, I didn't think it
0: uh. was I didn't think it was real cuz I played mm. this game uh, <laughs> I played this game originally a long time ago and then I went to Japan and I was at a, a girl's house and her mother had made these pastries with Atsuki beans in them in the shape of a fish and I went, "Oh my goodness, what is this?" And they were like, "Oh, it's a traditional Japanese dessert." And I was like, "That makes so much sense. I've seen this in so many JRPGs."
2: <laughs> um uh, yeah, um, actually, actually, like, um, actually, I forgot to mention this point earlier. I think that one of the reasons Tim that each of the chapters sort of looks looks and feels so different, like is that, the, like is that, you know, there was a different artists who illustrated to play each chapter. There were seven magna artists who worked together. Oh, to make really? This game. I didn't know that. So, yeah. So, and so each of them was assigned a chapter. So, like, That's you know, cool. the, yeah. So, like, so, so that explains a large part of it as to why the looking is so different. That that
0: yeah, that, is, that does make a lot of sense. So, uh,
2: yeah, I mean, like you know, like like in closing, I think, like you know, this game is this game was this game I knew nothing about. So I really want to thank you, Tim, for bringing this back to my attention. I I wish I had more time to finish it. I will finish it eventually, one of these years, probably. I'm going to go back to it tonight. Yeah, (laughs) awesome. I love to hear that. But uh, yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very, very unique. It's very, like, very fun. I I mean, I mean, I think anybody who, as long as you, as long as you, as long as you, as long as at least have a slight tolerance for RPGs. I think the person can probably pick up this game and enjoy it uh, like pretty easily because, like you know, the characters, the characters are, are characters are well developed. The music's the music's great. Uh, the story flows at a very like breezy pace. It doesn't really get bogged down or anything. Um, there's the, uh, uh, the, the difficulty seems like well paced and balanced. It, uh, yeah, all in all, this game really is very very polished. and This really shows why Square pretty much did, did nothing wrong during the Super NES time period like other games because it, because the to be the quality here, just like you know, 10 out of 10.
1: I don't know, it needs more grinding. How about like 15 <laughs> hours of grinding?
0: Yeah, I, I want some some gritty gunmetal front mission stuff in there. Hey, uh, don't make fun of I do love front mission, no, though, so I love <laughs> front mission, <yeah, laughs> but yeah, but totally different game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love all I love front mission to death, it's so yeah. good.
1: Uh, yeah, we covered that on the PlayStation podcast. Front mission, yeah. 3 yes, yeah, my yeah. favorite the series, yeah.
0: That was my introduction, along with many Westerners.
1: Yeah, yep, no, yep, me too. Yep. I found it randomly on the uh, store, and I put it on my Vita, and I was like, "All right, let's play this." And it was
0: being uh, sold when I worked at Toys R Us, and I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> well then, yeah, but the French hey, remake that came out for the limitations. GBAs. They can't. They can't do anything about it now. So, yeah. <laughs> Tim, you're yeah. under
1: arrest for stealing a PlayStation game back in uh-uh, uh-uh, 1972.
0: No, it was nineteen. It was nineteen ninety nine. They can't or no two thousand. Can't do anything about it now. Wait, Wait How
1: late. long is the statute of limitations?
0: Yeah, uh, I think it's five years. So I'm oh, theft.
1: okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you do research <laughs> before you before you
0: brought this up? I work for the government. Oh, that, I, work, I, I I work
1: yeah. for the. I,
0: right. I work for the government, and I work alongside uh, law enforcement, so I know all that stuff. <laughs>
1: cool <laughs> yeah, you just you just go around telling people oh yeah like a while ago i stole stole something from my uh, other place of employment when i was younger no well <laughs> i was
0: i was i was like 17 years old right so you were was,
1: you were a punk yeah i was a total fighting punk. against the man stealing a playstation well, no. game <laughs>
0: yeah i was just like i work here this sucks i'm gonna take something whatever hey man it was, do it, it do was dumb. I, I shouldn't have done it. I should have not, I should have paid for it. And I, I also stole Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Well, see now and I can
1: understand why you would steal that.
0: But <laughs> I, but I but I went back and just threw money in the uh, register for it because ah, I had so much yeah. fun with it. I was like, that's right, weird. We have
1: extra ahead. money tonight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. I they they did definitely notice that there was too much money in the till. But they definitely didn't do anything with it other than keep it. So, I feel that's weird.
1: There's uh, a <laughs> note here.
0: It says, for <laughs> "I'm so sorry for stealing." <laughs> signed, Bimothy Jevons. Who the hell is <laughs> Bimothy Jevons? <laughs> uh. um, yeah, George, you've already you've
2: already mentioned some praise to this game. But do you have any like, final thoughts on it?
1: Um, it's good. Play it. Uh... <laughs>
0: you're gonna you're gonna go back and play it tonight like you said that's yeah. high praise
1: yeah, yeah I wanna <laughs> yeah. play that sci-fi story see what Cube Cube's doing Cube, that's the, a great the, story <laughs> Cube, too the <laughs> spherical robot yeah. the baseball shaped right. robot right <laughs> yeah
2: uh
0: so Tim what about you anything else you wanna like add on um uh, no not really uh, okay. it's just uh, this is a very unique is this game, game worth stealing
1: I-
2: um, yes. This game's worth buying, I think, like, if you want to, because like that's going kind to of the eBay pricing. Because but like you can't know, like I said, steal it where...
1: online.
2: Yeah, um, true. <laughs>
0: emulation uh, is stealing. Oh no, no. Not, I would, I would never say that. I emulate so oh. much. Oh yeah, yeah I so emulate. A lot. Too. Yeah, I actually emulate right.
1: some stuff that I own because uh, my PS2 doesn't read the CD-ROMs anymore.
0: Ah, yeah, right, I, okay. I emulate a lot of stuff that I own as well because I, my PSP is my emulation machine. And I just like to have it all in the same spot. Right, So I have a lot of my GBA games on there. I'm like, I'm not...
1: The weird thing I have with the PSP is, like, (laughs) sometimes I go to the Vita and play the PSP, and sometimes I go to the PSP to play PSP games. It's it's really (laughs) weird. It makes me feel odd.
0: It depends, (laughs) because there are some games on the PSP that play better... On the PSP, and there are some PSP games that play better on the Vita.
1: Well, I, it's, just, some, it's some some of the odd. things are like, well, you can't connect the servers anymore, so you gotta to play PS Plus games. You gotta right do it on the Vita because well, it connects to the servers still.
0: Especially right. a lot of um, a lot of virtual co- not virtual console, whatever you know. P- PS One classics yeah. like. Uh, um, the game that I had uh, mentioned to you guys a while back, uh, Mega Man Legends Two. Oh right. I I have that on the Vita and not on the PSP because it has two sticks, <laughs> and you right. need you need two sticks, and yeah. you need you need to have. What that. are you
1: using that other stick for? Face buttons or something or?
0: Um, camera. <laughs> I use the first stick to move, and the sec- the left stick to move right stick to look around and then I touch the back touch pads in order to use the uh R two button.
1: That's my least so favorite can, part of the Vita is the, the Yeah back, the, the back, back touch touch.
0: The only game that it actually feels really natural and good in is uh um what's that Nathan Drake series?
1: Oh, um Uncharted, Uncharted. Um, Yeah.
0: The un the Uncharted game for, for Vita, that you climb a ladder by like Oh, by, like rolling your fingers on right. the back? Yeah. And that actually, that actually feels alright. Yeah.
1: And then there's yeah. like but that's, there's that's so it, many though. gimmicky stuff in there, like make sure you uh, put the camera in front of a light source.
0: Oh, yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> but it, it was yeah, still I don't, a good game. I don't it care still for a good it. game anyway. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking about good games, uh, this game is a
1: good game. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 This game's gotten very highly rated. I mean, like, you know, like, oh, I'm not surprised. Um, you know the average, you know the average ratings, the average ratings, the average rating, the average ratings like this game pretty much come out like you know like four out of five stars. Um, ah,
1: it's lower than they, I expected. Uh, I thought it was going to be like four point five. Um,
2: yeah, and they, uh, uh, back in 2011, uh, GamePro did a series uh, by which they covered, um like they covered the 14 best RPGs <laughs> that were not released in English. Games you will uh, never play. Basically, yeah. I mean, uh, well, I, well, I, th- I think all those games have. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure all those games have been translated uh, uh, with patches. They uh, like, like want you. Uh, we like want you uh, like right now. But saying uh, yeah, the series I mean,
1: of the series is called
0: Haha ha Westerners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a good. That is something that somebody would go in stream and they called. Right. They put their stream title as Haha ha Westerners. Like that's what that would be. That would be a yeah, stream yeah, much. title.
0: <laughs> I'm, su- I'm not surprised that this was on that list, though, given the pedigree of the people yeah. involved and right. the quality of it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. GamePro also mentioned that article that you know that I um, mean yeah, that Square had originally planned to bring this game over to the West, but eventually decided against it. Well, so. it's so uh, late. To the it's West. so late. Well, no, not really, because Gruntary came out in, like, 95. Yeah, but um, Gruntary's got its, Kira
0: Toriyama's name behind it. They have
2: yeah, to
1: oh, that's a, Yeah, no, that's a big name to have Super on Super Mario
2: RPG was, like, 96, so, like, you know, there were some, like, you know, very late RPGs that don't came out with the system.
0: Yeah, but did anybody buy them? I did. That's true, I did, too. So <laughs> nobody bought them? Never mind. Mine. <laughs> uh, Never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Tim, you stole yeah. it, didn't you? You didn't buy it. <laughs> no, I wasn't um, working
0: at Toys R Us yet. <laughs> oh,
1: I see. You weren't angry about uh, crappy work.
0: No, I didn't have a. I didn't have a key to a a storeroom with no uh, <laughs> who ne- cameras. Who in needs
1: it. a Who needs a key? <laughs> well, no, because
0: that, that cause there was cameras everywhere except for in that little storeroom where we had our like stock from the developers and, and our publishers rather. So I would go back there and like just throw the jewel case in the corner and like take the CD and throw it in my Jenko jeans pocket <laughs> or, and and then I would be like oh I'm going to go and break and I go in the break room and like slip it in my backpack and that was it interesting yeah, please go more a into good...
1: detail on how you stole things
0: <laughs> I was not a good person
1: hey man I don't think anybody uh, at that time was a good person <laughs>
2: uh, so if you want to buy a physical copy of this game uh, the original, the, uh, um, you know, if you, like, one of those poor, poor uh, um, I wasn't like, so wasn't like, you know, poor souls, but I guess, like, maybe not. Uh, lucky few actually can read Japanese. Um, poor the original game, me. the original game can be, the original game can be shipped to your, the original game can be available, like, shipped directly to your house, for their, uh, shipped to your house, uh, including shipping, uh, uh from Japan. I uh, it's like five bucks, which how many any profit on I mean, that. or
1: you can you can buy it and plug it into your Retron and patch it through there.
2: You could, oh yeah, but but uh, um. And there are some repos available. To this game, like I mentioned before, there's people out there who take an actual Super NES cart and, and like you know they'll uh, they'll flash the the flash the game ROM onto it and it'll put it on a label, uh, which will uh, to give it kind of the feel of how the game might have looked to become out like in the West. Um, they usually like um. Uh, these repos are usually available on the same like two or three sellers on eBay. Uh, they're all like pretty high quality, so like you know they're like working them like it's very nice. Um, not many copies available. Uh, uh, you know, there's ten copies currently listed, uh, and that includes both originals, like imported from Japan, like in repos, and three repos that I recently sold. But those repos sold recently for uh, I'd say decent prices. Prices like considering that you know repos are more expensive to begin with. Uh, they sold anywhere from twenty-three dollars to thirty-nine dollars.
1: That's a, not that bad. That's a steal. Um, no, yeah, I would. I that's would not pay, bad at all. Yeah, no, I would pay that much money for a copy of this.
0: I think I yeah. actually might because I like this game so much. I kind of want it on my shelf.
1: I might do that too. Yeah, the
0: label, yeah, the label work for this
2: game is pretty good. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know where they got it got it from. I think it's probably like one of the pictures that Square probably used for advertising the game or whatnot, but. Um, yeah, it's like pretty good quality. So, nice. yeah, anyway, um, this game was definitely a surprise. Uh, not when I had not when I heard about it. Like I said before, I'm uh, I'm certainly you know, I'm certainly very glad you brought your attention to him because this is definitely like a really like, unique game. And man, like if this had come out here in the West in the West back then, I would have been all over it because like I said Dragon Warrior Four I already had played had, had played and loved it about about the time the game came out. So I mean, like you know, there's enough similarities between how the chapters work and whatnot that I would have been like all over this. But, yeah,
0: it would uh, have had a decent following had it come out here.
2: Yeah, well, it's always a very like big cult following like in Japan too. I mean, like you know, there was also there was also a cameo appearance um, of some of the songs in one of the Final Fantasy Japanese only games as well. So, um, that's awesome. They, yeah. So, and there's also and they, um and and later 2008, uh, there was a uh, 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 there was a soundtrack uh, soundtrack released. Uh, with some like Yoko's music which includes some, which includes some songs like from this game so yeah that's true so it definitely has some call for like over on there cd too, so. on cd yes I,
1: I might need to go buy that
2: it's called uh, Dramakata, Kata the best uh, the very best works the very sorry the very best of Yoko Ashimura
1: I might have to go buy that
2: But, yeah uh, so yeah you know the beauty about soundtracks is like you know there's no there's no need to worry about like, translation or region locks.
1: <laughs> right. But, uh, well, when it when it yeah, comes s- to computers and things, usually there's no such thing as region lock.
2: Um, depends. DVDs have region locks, but uh, honestly, you can you know, get
1: around that stuff so easily.
2: Yeah, you can. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying they do have region locks. But uh, but anyway. Ah, uh, but this game doesn't. So, um, well, I mean, well, I mean, as long as you have a Super Famicom or, or a Famicom, or you've like hauled out your Super NES to be able to take the cart, but <laughs> uh, that's actually pretty easy to do. Like, all you have to do is like you just snap those two tabs out of the sides. So, uh, out of the side, you're good mm-hmm. to go.
1: Yeah. Or so. if you have a Super Famicom, uh, like some people, and uh, when I say some people, I mean me, uh, <laughs> you just take the uh, you could just easily take the top off. And there you go. Let it mm. let let the Super Famicom run run free.
2: Didn't know that, huh? Yeah. Interesting. awesome. So, anyway, um, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, thank you, thank you again very much for joining us, Tim. Uh, we will definitely have you and hopefully Andy next time uh, on the podcast, either later on or on PlayStation in Power. So, uh, oh, thank yeah. you for taking time on your day to join us.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys.
2: So, uh, like, so, I was, like I mentioned before, uh, you and Andy do a podcast together, like super podcast brothers. Do you want like tell the good
0: listeners a small bit about it? No, I no, was kidding. <laughs> All right, yeah. So that was SNES
1: podcast. Thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we do a retro gaming podcast uh, about every two weeks. Um, retro, we are, quote unquote. Yeah, well, yeah. We cough, cough. It about, goes about cough, cough. Right. I hey mean, I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't mind. I'm just alerting the li- the listeners here.
0: Yeah, it's not purely <laughs> retro. We we go in and out from topics, like, which I like. It. I mean, like, because I'm a pretty balanced gamer
2: myself. Yeah. So like you know, I enjoy the f- f- I enjoy the mix, like about the retro versus the modern stuff on there. So it's a good balance. We
0: we are two retro enthusiasts who kind of just have a Skype conversation for a few hours every couple weeks, and we put it up as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's almost like PlayStation Power, except. We try to talk about the game, and then we kind of <laughs> do and we kind of don't. Depends on the episode.
0: Yeah, that's about
1: right. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, and uh, the only thing is, you talk about multiple games. Yeah, we usually True. we yeah. usually
0: uh, every couple of months we'll do a top ten. Um, we used to do nothing but top tens. Yeah. Uh, and now we, we've we kind of branched out. Uh, yesterday's episode, which is a bonus episode, bonus episode six... Was just about what ifs. We were just kind of like thinking, oh, that sounds like, sounds wonderful. Ah. We were like, okay. we were like, yeah. what if the video game crash had not destroyed the Atari name, and like, what if Sega had come out with the first handheld interchangeable cartridge system? Like, we we just kind of like explored it, and we
1: we disagreed. What quite if a- Microsoft was the only company releasing video games? Well,
0: one of the questions <laughs> we asked was, what if Microsoft had not made the Xbox? You know, what would have happened? Hmm. And we explored that for a while, and, and we had a good time talking about it. But more than ever, last night, uh, Andy and I disagreed. Uh, wow. On a, on a few topics, where I, he, w- he would say something, and i go, No, I don't think so. I, I really don't here's why uh, So
2: Yeah I can understand that because Revisionist history is the hardest thing to be able That's to That's
0: like, when to stuff like, gets good know, agree on Well and, uh, yeah. another thing is that Andy and I are both uh, A little different in age He's just 30 And I, right. and I'm 35 And, the, and, and give, looking at retro history Retro gaming history That does split things a bit
1: If you want to throw <sighs> right. a wrench into the system You should have me on <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah because <laughs> you're very very young um, compared to the two of us, you're you're you know whatever. You're very very young. Uh, Andy said that when he was in high school, he was playing GameCube, and I went, "Oh my goodness, I bought that." I was. I was a co- kid when I was
1: playing GameCube.
0: <laughs> I was, I was out of college. I was, bu- I, you know. Yeah, I was in grad school. Oh man. GameCube. <laughs> yeah, I that was that was just me. That was just me. Like, I want this. <laughs> like. <clears throat> Uh, Game Boy Advance, for sure. I was an adult. Uh, I, was, I was already in the workforce at that point, too. So, But yeah, so uh, you can find us at SuperPodcastBros.com. Uh, you can also find us at SuperPodcastBros on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Tim on Gaming. um And uh, Facebook at SuperPodcastBrothers.com. And yeah, you can search for us on iTunes or Stitcher, uh, Google uh, Google Podcasts, pretty anywhere you find a podcast, our stream is available.
1: I think uh, so. Let's see. Let's see if this is right. Is it Google Play Music podcasts? Yeah, Google Play okay. Music podcasts. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> it's just so silly. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: the I think the best way to find us is. If you're a, a Google user, go on Stitcher. And I if use a
1: pod podcast addict, and I found oh, that, that no one works too. Yeah,
0: that, yeah, that one works too. And then also, if, or if you're an Apple user, go to I, you know iTunes. Look up Super Podcast Bros. You'll probably find Super Mercato Bros., which is <laughs> which, but uh, but you'll also find us. So,
1: should I listen to right. those
0: guys? You should. <laughs> Super Mercato Bros. are great. Wait, really? It's all about video game music. Oh. Oh, okay. Both, cool. Look at yeah. that. Yeah, they're yeah. Super, super Mercado Bros. Are, they, they talk about games as well, but they also do talk about video game music and they also make their own video game music, which is amazing. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, they do their own cool. covers. They're so good. They're way better than me, they're way better <laughs> than us. <laughs>
1: but, but. I also, don't know, Tim. I was listening to those, those, that video game music that you, uh, Reinterpreted with your mouth, and it sounded wonderful.
0: <laughs> well, I I take that that is the highest praise. But I also but I but also Andy Andy is very talented in uh, oh yes. m- music regard because he went yeah. he went to school for that stuff.
1: Wait, That's it's right. that, yeah. school? But
0: yeah, he, he what has is has d- thing. He has a degree in uh, I believe music engineering. Like audio how engineering. hot is that degree? Oh, it's so hot.
1: Oh okay, <laughs> it's like Kate
0: Upton, hot, cool.
2: Well, yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely recommend anybody who enjoys retro gaming Podcast to check that podcast out. Also, because they do like a lot of great stuff. Uh, My well, family not family friendly. yeah family friendly. Yeah, but. <laughs> But uh, it's also very long because these guys took inspiration from RGR and so this like they everything their podcast podcast like we like five you know five six hours. Yeah,
0: last so, night we did a bonus episode, which is they're always o- the ones are shorter. they're then. always yeah. shorter they're, they're yeah. only, it was only two hours.
1: <laughs> That's my kind of <laughs> podcast right there.
0: Uh, whereas our normal ones are about four. <clears throat> if you ever listen right. to
1: a box fort, uh, a podcast called the Box for uh, I remember that episodes kind of went on for like three hours, and we talked about nothing, and it was great.
0: <laughs> well, the 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 reasoning why we do it for so long is because, um, we only do it every two weeks, so right, and maybe not even right. that. Sometimes, a lot of times, technology gets in the way, and uh, or time gets in the way because he and I are both, you know, uh, we both work a lot and. We're both very True. busy busy in our careers, so that that gets in the way a lot, too. So then we were like, True. well, when we do record, let's just talk forever.
1: That makes oh, sense, man.
0: I was going to say one other thing, too. Um, I don't know when this is going to be published, but... Uh, uh, next week. Next week? Yeah. Okay, never mind, then. Because <laughs> Andy and I are going to be in uh, uh, the Chicagoland area... Uh, at a couple oh, of arcades. The Chicago land. Yeah, we're gonna be at a couple of different arcades uh hanging out, you know. Whatever. Soon. <laughs> yeah. Well won't matter. It's coming out next week. It was sweet. Jim, <laughs> 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 what was chi- your
1: favorite game that you played? Ryden. <laughs> I love okay, He had an answer. I was not expecting yeah. that.
2: No, because I know that bit, when like, I go, wimey, like of some of the uh, stuff here. I know so. <laughs> that when I go to
0: the retro, the the underground retrocade in West Dundee, Illinois, my favorite game to play is going to be riding upstairs, mm-hmm. very end of the queue. Oh, Love is that the that. sequel?
1: Riding upstairs.
0: Riding upstairs, <laughs> end of the queue. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> Yeah, when I walk to a
2: classic arcade, uh, depending upon what they have there, I'll either like, make a beeline either for their Star Wars game uh, like for Tron. Oh. Because neither of those games really can be done very well at home. Yeah, so. uh,
0: the Underground Retrograde does have Tron, and they, I believe they have Star Wars. And uh, the best thing about the Underground Retrograde is that you pay $15 and you get a day pass.
2: Yeah, it's cover charge. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, you most retro arcades they operate that way these days. Yeah,
0: you get you just get a stamp and like you're just there. That's all all day games free. They're all on free. They're all. I would the love dip, to do that. The dip switches are yeah. just set. It's so so much fun. And the guy who runs the place just he's just loves this stuff. It's his yeah, life. I
2: heard. Yep. Yeah. So cool, awesome. Uh, George, you already mentioned when you were the podcast, so you might as well like, keep going. Like, what else do you do?
1: Uh, why don't I just uh, list them uh, <laughs> why don't I sell them wholesale to you uh, you got you got this uh, PlayStation power where we uh, talk about the PlayStations and the PlayStation 2s uh, we got the uh, master System masterpieces where we talk about master System games uh, and I also do this podcast called the box for where we talk about things. <laughs> um, that sounds great. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. We sometimes we do Mad Libs and it's just amazing what we come up with. Um, you know,
0: you know that's the first question I ask my dates. I always say like, "Do you think Mad Libs are hilarious?" And if they go like, "I don't know what that is." I go, you have a "Wait, good night. really?" No, I don't do that. No no no, I meant I
1: meant they didn't know what mad libs was. That, no. that was my concern. My concern wasn't that you asked them about mad libs. No, my I don't concern was they didn't know what mad libs
0: was. I don't I don't go on any dates. That's the thing. Oh okay, okay. But I think mad libs are hilarious.
1: I guess that should have been a red flag for me right away was that you were going <laughs> yeah, on dates. Yeah, exactly. Wait, you go
0: on dates? Like what <laughs> What? Somebody actually gave you an evening? Actually, the vast majority of retro gaming podcasters out there are married (laughs) Yeah, it's true It's scary (laughs) Yay,
1: to be different
0: Yay, I'm single I'm so single (laughs) Yeah, all three of us are like right now, unfortunately But
2: I'm working on that
0: (laughs) I'm actually not, I was just kind of (laughs) kidding Yeah, but I joke about it all the time Kind of to anger my better half (laughs) And also to just kind of like see what's up. True, true. (laughs) Ego. Uh, Right. Yeah, of course.
2: Um, So, yeah, um... So yeah, this podcast is a proud member of both the Retro Junkies and Throwback Networks where you can also find a whole bunch of their great uh, retro th- 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 retro theme podcasts, like both like gaming like, and like non gaming related. Um, George and I also said George and I also do the PlayStation PlayStation Power Podcast together, like he mentioned. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You, you you can also email me directly directly at the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Um, and next episode we're doing a game we teased we teased a while back. Yes, a while back. Uh, a while back well we well we had forgotten about some of these guest appearances so that's so it's my fault but uh, it's uh, fine we're finally getting so so next episode george and i are finally going to get george and i are finally going to get around to get around to covering the supermanian's port of
1: doom
0: that's gonna be great can't wait guys yeah
1: i can't wait yeah either. it's a it's
2: a very interesting game i'll give it that one much. of the two
0: red uh, cartridges for the snes Yes. yes
2: and you know the other one you
0: know the yeah one? it's uh, Maximum Carnage very good <laughs> told you I love the SNES uh, dude <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah so tune in, so yeah like, so yeah, so tune in, so tune in for us again for, for that episode like, in two weeks um, Tim once again thank you for joining us thank you are in the podcast the was a lot of fun I had so much fun thanks for having me guys yeah, definitely. Thanks for coming uh, on. Keep up the great work that you and Andy are doing in your own podcast. Um, and we will catch you guys later. So take care, everybody.
0: Goodbye.
1: Nintendo controls 80% of the video
2: market. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely
1: have come a long way since Pac Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep Power.